Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 84 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Before I talk about the guest on this week's episode... I just want to tell you about a book that has only just come out by a young artist called Background Bob. Now me and 249 other artists became friends with Background Bob during lockdown. Now Background Bob, whose real name is Noah, is just a young lad who's got hydrocephalus, epilepsy and cerebral palsy. So it was quite a challenge for him to produce 250 artworks to send out to each of us artists to put an artwork over the top of. But when you get a request like that from a kid who's possibly got the biggest smile on Instagram, how can anyone say no? Well, Noah and his mum and dad have put all of these artworks into a book and all the proceeds are going to the Colchester and Ipswich Hospitals charity and they're the fabulous guys that have looked after Noah. The books are £15 or £60 for a limited edition copy. So please... Go over to Background Bob on Instagram and just say hi. And if you've got a spare £15, then buy a copy of that book. There will be a bonus episode coming out very shortly where you can hear a more detailed account of how Background Bob's book came into being. But getting back to this week's episode. This week I'm speaking to Gerald O'Dowd. Gerald is a multidisciplined artist whose work predominantly focuses on mental health. He had quite a hectic life growing up in Woolwich, South East London, as part of a fairly large Irish family. He had four brothers and a sister. His family later would be pushed into the limelight in the early 1980s when his brother George formed the iconic pop group Culture Club. 
Gerald had been experiencing mental health issues for quite some time, but this culminated in him being diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and being held in a secure hospital. The classes he took in art therapy led him into a BA and later an MA in fine art. So please, come with me and meet Gerald O'Dowd. Well, the strange thing is, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but when my first psychiatrist went off and I got a new one, um, we sat and talked, and he said to me, I think you had a paranoid psychosis brought on by drug abuse. Mine was more um, paranoia. I thought everyone was out to get me. I thought my family were going to uh, poison what, what me. What did you think on that time, Coke? Uh, well, I was on coke for, for quite a long time and then ease and... But people have psychosis and schizophrenia when th th there's no history of drugs. I've had periods of time since I've come out of hospital where I felt uneasy and on edge. Mm -hmm. Not terribly, but enough, you know? Um, and I, I think that the, 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 the institutions, they need... To, it's like going to prison, isn't it? You go to prison... And you're lucky if you do well when you come yeah, out because yeah. what do you it's do? It's all against you. Yeah, yeah, what do you do in prison? No, exactly. I mean, you can read. You, you know, it's like you're you're contained, but there's no. But you was lucky that it didn't grab hold of you for life, as in that state. Yeah, I'm not saying it's, yeah, it's yeah, gone yeah, from yeah, you or making any assumptions. Well, I, funny enough, I went when when it first when I first started becoming ill. I went to my doctor and I pleaded with him, can I, can I, I need some help, I need some, 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 give me some medication or whatever. And he went to me, I, I'll send you to see a psychiatrist. And he sent me to see a psychiatrist and um, I got in there and it was an elderly lady, she was in her 60s, 70s, and uh, she just wouldn't stop talking about me brother. And in the end I just got up and walked out, I just thought, yeah. this, is, this is not why I'm here, I'm here because I need help. Yeah. And she might have helped you if you'd have put a bit of makeup on and, <laughs> and some dreads or something. Oh, go on, mate. Start singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's like there, there, are, there are opportunities to help people, but I think the system doesn't work. Yeah. And it needs an overall. It needs a, a new way of thinking about things. Is that where you got into art while you was in there? I got into art when I was in hospital, yeah. Um, you was in hospital for what? Was it six six years? No, no, uh, from 95 to 99. Okay. Um, and yeah, within, within, I think it was the first, I spent the first year, basically, they, they gave, they put me on an injection called Modica, and it just took me out of the game. I was, I was absolutely, the lights were on, but no one was home. I, I literally couldn't communicate properly. Um, and then after about a year, I they said to me, do you want to do some art therapy? And I thought, yeah, why not? Do you know what I mean? And it reignited something that, that had happened nice. when I was at school. Because yeah. it was the only lesson, really. That, that and sport were the only two lessons that I ever really attended. Nice. Everything else I just bumped off. Yeah, yeah it, was never, nice. it was never ever said, no one ever said to me, do you know what you could make a career out of that? Yeah. Even as a teacher, because I would like to have teached, yeah. but because of what's happened in my life, I can't do that. Mm. So unless 
Are you able to do therapy, art therapy classes, run art therapy classes? Well, you have, you, you have to be um, qualified, don't you? You have to be a qualified art therapist. I, I've got, obviously I've got a BA and an MA, but that doesn't qualify me for being an art therapist. No. Um, that's a different course. Yeah, because there'd be like workshops and stuff you can do in prisons and whatnot. Yeah. But again, that's mostly, that's un- at the moment, that is definitely unpaid. Yeah. Do you, do you ever go back in there and do, yeah. do classes with people? Yeah, I, I was doing. No, just up until a couple of days before this hit, I was in Wandsworth. Right, okay. Um, doing a, something for their radio show in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but since I've been with Cursor, I've got the opportunity to go yeah. in more now. The thing is, is that you, you can inspire people. Do you know what I mean? You can. Someone could be sitting in there think like, you know, the... the everything's against them and then you come along and go well actually you know you, yeah this can happen this yeah, can happen yeah. well I've done one I've done a talk in Downview just about six weeks before Covid hit right and Downview is now a women's prison and I used to be in there obviously when it was a male's prison yeah um, and the girls loved it that I'd actually been in their jail you know right. and where we were sitting in the library I said that's my cell just over there right. and we was having that little bit yeah. of chat and yeah. And you could see them properly uplifting, you know. And you being know. in jail, you do get to the point when you think, well, I'm not worth much, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then talks about coming from a council estate, having fun. Uh, I, I was born in, exactly. I was actually born in the house that I grew up in. <laughs> well, there you go. So, you know what I mean? But we never, we, there was never any, there was never any feeling of, oh, they've got more than us, or we... Because everyone was in the same Fuck on, yeah. Yeah. Well, my mum had six kids to look after, do you know what I mean? So she, and my dad was a gambler, so she was like... So she was fighting all the time for her, but she, you know, she was a fantastic woman because we never went hungry, we never went cold, do you know what I mean? She, you know, she really is, she's 82 now, do you know what I mean? And she's she's just an incredible woman. I'm, I'm... I'm so proud and happy that she's my mum, do you know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. Well, I have seven questions that I ask each artist. Okay. The first is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Someone that didn't know my work, what do I do? Well, it's, I suppose for me, it's, 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 it's a bit eclectic. It, I, I've done, I like doing installations, I like doing film. Um, I've used film in the installations. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll have to how do I describe it um, I mean yours when I, when I was looking through yours it's pretty much how I see my own you sort of come up with an idea and yeah. then think of the medium that best suits the idea that yeah yeah or, or, and what I did when I went to college um, I had no idea I was going to go on and do a BA I, I wasn't in my thoughts yeah. whatsoever I just thought I need to do something so I went to the local college I was going to do a counselling course and yeah. it wasn't available, it was fully booked. And she said, well, we've got a few things here. And she, art and design, I thought, well, I love art. I'll give it a go. And then while I was on the course, my tutor, Tracy, she said to me, well, I think it was about six months, and she went, are you going to apply for uni? And I went, no, I'm not going to fucking apply for uni. And she went, no, no, I think you should, I think you should. She set me a, something to do. And it made me think about using different materials. And I thought, well, you know, I grew up around building materials. Mm. So why don't I incorporate that in, into, well, into my well, art? Well. So uh, I've done that. Um, you know, and the, 
the thing about insulation work is you can use different aspects. You know, you can use a bit of film, you can use a bit of sculpture, mm. paintings, or you know, to 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 make it um, more solid. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. well, I see an idea of an artwork. Me personally, I see it like a little puzzle. I first come up with the question, yeah, and then I spend ages and ages trying to think what the artwork could be find out the best way to make a 3D representation yeah, yeah. of the idea I'm having yeah, yeah, yeah. and it could be minute it could be well you, you, you put it better than me I, I yeah I, I struggle with with um, uh, like talking about my yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. I think eh, ain't really you know is it, is it good enough you know what well, I mean because this podcast was it was set up for many reasons one of them was to pull down them intellectual barri- barriers in art yeah, because right. it's stopping people like you and I people working class people going into a gallery because they think it's all upper crust and elite yeah. and a lot of it is yeah I must admit I do even today I still feel a bit intimidated yeah. by it I think that's the thing I liked about um, East London University was that there were you know you had people like Dean uh, people that was running the workshops they were all really down to earth yeah. and easy to talk to and it made it very easy to kind of navigate your, yeah. sort well, of your of way the, through a lot of the tutors there were similar to us weren't yeah. they you know? I mean we both went to University of East London mm. um, and you'd done your MA there as well yeah. a couple of years yeah, later yeah. yeah when was it you decided that you wanted to be an artist do you know what it, it wasn't that long ago actually I did a a friend of mine called Julie Bennett is, is a really good artist she's she does um, portraits. She said to me, "Do you want to put Do you want to put a show on together?" And I went, "Yeah, why not? Let's do it." And we done it. And afterwards, I thought, "Fucking hell, that was great." Yeah, I really enjoyed the experience. Yeah. And because she said to me, "Because I, I said, oh, you know, your work is fucking brilliant." And my, she went, "No, don't think like that." Yeah. She said, yeah. "Your work is unique. No one else does what you do." Yeah. And then I just thought to myself, "She's right, you know." And, and and when I go to a gallery or I go to a show, I look I look at the different eyes and I think, well, they're so different, and yet I love that, and I love that as well, yeah. you know. it's I, I, Tracy Emin. I went to see Tracy Emin's show, and I, I took my girlfriend, Jo, and she's, <laughs> she, she's, she's quite blunt when she talks about things, and she's we're walking around, and she, she that's a load of shit. Yeah. I went, no, but you've got, like... Yeah. Think about where, where she's coming from, what you know, and I because I've listened to her do talks and stuff, and a lot of her work is about her life, so I I find her really interesting. Which piece you've created do you hold most dear? That is a tough one. I think because I move across, I, I do sculpture, I do painting, drawing, like I'd say, I. The sculptures to me are because I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not doing a portrait. I'm doing something from scratch, yeah. and I just like the uniqueness of what I'm doing. And it, you know, it, it, I mean, some people have said to me, I, I've done some that look like gargoyles, and it's just, it's, it, I have this idea in my head of what I want to do, and then I just kind of it, it grows organically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I'm not. Like I'll doodle at night, I'll draw, 
um, pictures, and I'm not, I haven't totally got, I've got a little idea. I, I feel like I write, I write songs, I write poetry. Most days I'm, I'm thinking of doing something, whether it's writing something, something down, creative, yeah. yeah. And it's so, it's so freeing, do you know what I mean? It's like, you just, you get lost in it, don't you? Yeah. It's like, nothing else really matters while you're doing that. And you say that while you was in hospital, you started the art. Is it, you went, you obviously went to college after that? Yeah, yeah. Then on to University of East London. Mm. How long was it before you finished your BA to when you started your MA? Uh, so 2008, I finished the BA. And 12 2012, I started, so four years. What did you do in between that four years? Was you I was showing, I was showing yeah. I was, what, I, what I've realised I've had to do is put, is put together shows myself. Mm. Yeah, I used, uh, there's a lot of people from university, like a girl called Sally Ann Flanagan's great artist, yeah. uh, and then you meet people by doing the shows, and we've, I've got like a, a group of artists that we, every, at least, we're trying to do it at least once or twice a year, and yeah, it's, it's I think it's, you just meet people, don't you, and then yeah. you talk well, to this them. show here you've got coming up. Yeah, this is, this is. It's called Out of Our Minds. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to do like a tour. And so this one's, we've got a private view for a show that's at the Hackney Picture House. Oh, nice. On the 16th of September, 6.30 to 9.30. Um, and basically what we want to do with Out of Our Minds is, is tour it and go to as many different places as we can and do talks about mental health and, and, and about the art and if anyone has ever kind of thought oh I wouldn't mind trying that yeah. to encourage them to, 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 to do it you know we've got Alison Lapper on here and yeah. the person that sort of introduced us or introduced me to you yeah yeah um, and Laszlo 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 um, is that I met Laszlo when I was in in the Three Bridges uh, and I've stayed friends with him he's been tossed to pillar to post <laughs> all over the place and he's out now he's out now and he's, he's enjoying getting life getting on alright yeah yeah he's getting on alright yeah yeah it's nice it's, do you know what though it's because I was out a little bit before him you know like we go to galleries and you know for, for a little while he was a bit apprehensive about going out and that but he's got his confidence back yeah. you know and I think that's what anyone that's been through that sort of thing you just need a little bit of help to get yeah. back back into and yeah it can be a bit even even like for ex huns getting out it can be a bit fucking daunting yeah, yeah. stepping back into the big yeah because you, you to a certain extent you become a bit institutionalised don't you well I I can remember that the my son was about I'd say he must have been about seven or eight uh, like I've been in a while it was the first time they'd let me out on my own. And uh, I was so excited about seeing me boy. I was over the moon. How old is he? He's now 32. Oh, wow. He's a man, okay. yeah. But then, he obviously, he was a boy. Anyway, so they said, right, we're going to meet you at Charing. He was with, uh, like, a scouts group. Yeah. And he, and they said, well, let's, we'll meet you at Charing Cross. That was, you know, I got out. And I just felt, it just felt fucking weird. Yeah. It was really like getting on the train, felt uncomfortable getting on the bus. And then I got there and I saw him, and obviously it made me day, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we went to London Zoo, spent, spent a few hours there, and then on the way back, I was on the tube, and I, I had, didn't know what it was. 
but I'd had a panic attack. A panic attack, yeah. And I, I literally, I, had to, I said to the one of the um, parents looking after the kids, I've got to get off, I've got to get off. Yeah, man, right. Yeah. And um, I said goodbye to my son, and I got off, and I ran up. I don't even remember what station it was. I ran up to the fresh air, and I thought I was going to have an heart attack. Yeah. I felt so panicked. And that, it probably only lasted 20 minutes, but it felt like hours. Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, and it, when, when I did eventually get out and they sent me to a hostel, I was having them like every other day. Yeah. And, it was, it, uh, and I spoke to my psychiatrist, I, I told her what, what she said, it's panic, they're panic attacks. And after a while, she gave me some diazepam. And she said to me, don't, whatever you do, don't take these willy-nilly. Just take them when you feel it coming on. Mm. So it was weird because after about six months, they just disappeared. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably just being used to your freedom yeah. again, isn't it? Yeah. But when I come out, our train from Aldersbury used to go into Baker Street. Right. And I've come, bearing in mind, phones weren't a thing when I went away. Five and a half years later, everyone's got one. Yeah. And it was at the time when people used to have an earpiece with a little yeah, microphone yeah, halfway yeah, down yeah. On, a, on, a, like on a wire. Yeah. And I've come out of Baker Street and behind me I've just got loads of people in suits just talking to this I'm convinced everyone's right. a fucking cop yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, you know what I mean and that was yeah. an old and I know it's silly but if you're yeah. not around me yeah. you, if you don't see the progression of technology you come out and it's just there yeah. do you know what I mean it's yeah. just like waking up out of a fucking yeah. coma for yeah, five yeah. years you yeah. know yeah. what do you do to relax uh, like I love music yeah. I absolutely like I can't spend you make it as well don't you I make music yeah and um, I'll play you a bit in a minute actually but I I just I love listening to music I just like just. do you sing on it I do sing yeah, yeah. Did you, I was listening to After the Love yeah was that your voice no that's George right no. yeah. <laughs> I no, thought if you look I at thought the, fucking hell yeah. he loves <laughs> <laughs> he wants to look the yeah. art yeah. no he he um what it was, I was at uni and I was... Well, if I'm just interrupt you, yeah. where you've just mentioned your brother, I've not even introduced you, you know, Neil, which I don't do all the time. Mm. So I'm with Gerald O'Dowd, who is brother of George O'Dowd, who is boy George. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Carry on, please. So, well, where was I? Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I was at university and um, I had this idea for an installation and I had an idea for a film. I remember hearing the song. I thought, after the love, it, it, it really yeah. fits in with, with what I'm trying to do here. And I went to him and I said, George, do you mind if I, if I use it? He went, no, of course you can use it. Yeah. So I, 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 I did the film, did the, did the installation. And it, 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 what was really nice, actually, a couple of the tutors said to me, you know, that's outstanding, son. You've done really, really well. And yeah. I was, yeah, so if you like, it's a sort of a little bit of a collaboration. Yeah. He's... he's you know. And has he been a influential in you oh, being an artist and that. growing up? Is he older or younger? He's two years older. Yeah, he's definitely been an inspiration. Um, I mean, I personally think he's one of the best songwriters. He's, I mean, when you think, um, people don't know this, but they know all the stuff that he did with Culture Club, which was massive. But the stuff he did with Jesus Loves You. Um, and the stuff the stuff he done for Taboo to play mm. I mean I think Taboo's an outstanding piece yeah, of I work never, I never saw it yeah although I did 
see the, I can't remember his name, it was about. Oh, Lee Barry. Lee Barry. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to run security at Evans nightclub. Oh, okay. Well, you, you exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I see him. I see him up there performing once. Yeah. It was, um, it was different. It <laughs> was <laughs> different. That's different as you can get. I thought someone slipped something in a drink and I was seeing things. I met Lee Barry once and it was my sister, I think it was my sister's, it was either her 18th or her 21st. And I just, I, I was like fucking looking up at a giant. Yeah. He was, obviously he had big shoes on and that, but he was bloody massive. Yeah. He was out here and really tall. Um, yeah, he's he's got some very colourful friends. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, so so yeah, he's been, he has been an inspiration, and and um, you know all the stuff that he's been through. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he's spent yeah, a bit yeah. of time in prison and that. Um, I think he's a better man for it. I think he's come out of it um, really sort of positive and doing something. You know, he's he's getting on with his life. He's not yeah. looking back and. Because yeah, a lot me. of the time, you can just be defined by that fucking accident you made, yeah, or yeah. you know whatever happened. So, listen, I, I've I've tried to get work. I've tried to do volunteering. I was at a thing. Uh, a friend of mine sadly passed away from cancer, and I went to visit him quite a few times. And they were looking for volunteers, so I went along to one of these volunteer days things and. We, they were talking about what you do and I'm a qualified masseur sports therapist so I, I she, she, I said oh I do massage and she went oh we really we really want Reiki and things I said yeah I can do all that um, and then at the end I went over to one of the people that were running it and I said look um, I've got to tell you because it's going to come up when you do a CRB check I, I, I've been locked up for manslaughter and she, her face just like, was like, oh my God, you know. And then I just didn't hear nothing. Yeah. I rung them up, I, I went there. The people that were supposed to, I was, could talk to weren't there. And it, I get that all the time. I, I went to volunteer up at the Royal Free, just serving teas and coffees. And they said, no, we think it would be too stressful. So doors you know I mean? are... See, the thing is, I, you can understand it in oh, one of sense. Course, of course, yeah. But... Uh, um, listen, it I am. Fucking hurts, yeah, it? uh, it's it's just that you just want opportunities like other people. Yeah, you see, it's odd though, isn't it? Because do you remember the guy who was an actor? He was an actor in um, EastEnders, Leslie and Green he shot, yeah, and he shot someone, didn't That's he? It. And yet he was still he was allowed to go on and become an actor. Yeah, but it's funny, like even Stephen Fry. Yeah, he's done. He's been away. You know, he's done. Yeah. I think it's three months for fraud. Yeah. So yeah. it, it just depends on the person. Even m- my brother George, when when he was in trouble, they although they were writing bad stuff, but also what I noticed was like if you watch uh, BBC Four or Sky Arts and they do all the programs about the eighties, he was cut right out. And then now he's got himself back together again. So and they're, they're now they're showing yeah. it again. So for 15, 20 years, he was completely cut off. From showing his yeah. his his work, yeah, I, I just I just think but it does hurt when you when you try to better yourself and you're having brick balls put up in front of you. Yeah, it is it's difficult. It is difficult because you think to yourself, well, you know, I haven't since I've come out of hospital, I haven't put a foot wrong. Yeah, you know, and I've done lots of volunteering, 
when I f- that was strange. When I first came out of hospital, I was allowed to go and volunteer at a, a mentally and physically handicapped. They used to run a group on a Saturday, and I did that for about a year, and I I loved it. Yeah. The kids were fucking fantastic. But more recently, I'm applying for things, and it, and it's not it's not happening now. I don't know why I was allowed to do that, and I'm not allowed to do things now. It doesn't doesn't make sense, does it? No. Well, I I think like do our out of out of our minds tour. Hopefully, we can we can change people's perceptions of mm. of. Um, I've not really come across too much, but where mine was drugs, it's a bit different with violence, you know. Yeah. Um, that that's the thing. The odds are stacked against you from from when you're a kid, really. Yeah. Because because you're not born into a family. A well-to-do family, people do things to survive. Yeah. A lot of times they don't want to do it. No. But they've got no choice because yeah. they've got no money. I've, you what you you see all these um, people stuck in um, camps and that. Do you know what I mean? Little kids. Yeah. What have they fucking done? Yeah, they got a fucking chance. No. They? But um, yeah. But on a lighter note, the army. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking back to up here. Yeah, but, too. <laughs> but the art. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just been it's, it's a life changer. Yeah. I think if I hadn't had that, what would I? What you know? I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah, I mean, you're saying yourself and Laszlo met in a in a secure hospital. In yeah. a secure hospital, and and our fucking we talked about Alison Lapper, mm. who's also on it, and we yeah. mentioned this earlier. How she's still fucking getting by in one piece well she's an incredible she's, she's an incredible woman um, I watched her yesterday funny enough drive her van <laughs> I've not seen her well, yet she was talking about she, it when we were she's there she's fucking brilliant yeah she's absolutely brilliant but when I spoke to her she had just crashed it <laughs> yes <laughs> she did crash it a little while but I, I, I was my, my, one of my mum's sisters was born disabled no, so no. I've grown up yeah and I know what, and he, she was told when they said to him, you know, forget she was born in Ireland. They said, forget about being, you know, being married and having kids and, you know, you, it's not going to happen for you. Well, she had, she got married, she had kids, she bought her own house. Brilliant. And they said to her, when her first son came along, they said, we're not going to let you look after him because you can't look after him. And she went, what do you mean I can't look after him? Of course I can fucking look after him. And they said, well, you know, you live in a house, how the hell are you going to get that baby from downstairs into the bathroom to bath it? Yeah. And, put it and then put him to bed? She went, I'll fucking show you. And she put the baby in a towel, she put the towel in her teeth, she went up on her ass. Nice. she got to the bathroom, bathed him, dried him, brought him back downstairs, put him in his cot. Yeah. She went, that's how I'm going to do it. Because, you know what I mean? It's like... Alison's one of those people. She, she's had everything thrown out. Yeah. Everything from a fucking young. Yeah, age. you can't offend her, can you? No. <laughs> but what? What an amazing human being. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To to go through all that, and she still has a laugh and a joke. Yeah, she's inspiration. Yeah. If there was you and five other artists, past and present, Gerald, what would your ideal group show be? Uh, I mean, my early, my early sort of passion was was um, Vincent Van Gogh. Nice. So it would be Vincent van Gogh, Dali. Yep. Um, modern day. Um, modern day. Tracy Emin, I think. 
because she, I think she'd be a good love. Yeah. She got me back into art Did personally. She? Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Um, quite like Mark Quinn. Quite like the work that he does. I mean, that that's the strange thing. I saw when I saw the fourth plinth with Alison. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I really thought it was good. And I didn't know. I didn't know nothing. Yeah. Really know a lot about her either. And then years later, on that I was introduced to her. And now I'm, and I was a bit of a. I was, because people were saying, oh, it's it's not it's not a you know the the done thing because it should be someone who's fought a war. I thought it was so groundbreaking. Yeah. And and I just yeah I just. I mean, as we was just saying. She deserves to be on a fucking plinth, doesn't mm. she? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, take pull down the ones that was enslaved. Actually, she she would be one of the artists as well. And, and so, and he's at is that five? I, I won't write and Julie Bennett, Julie my, Bennett. my friend yeah. Julie Bennett. Nice. She's, she's another one. Yeah. If you weren't an artist, what would you like to be? I think some sort of teacher. I qualified as a um, a life coach, but two or three years ago and I do it I just do it casually sort of thing because mm. I'm a full time carer for my partner um, and I love doing that so I think something like that yeah something something where you're helping people to 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 get from uh, two people I've worked with and I always ask them well what is it what's your passion what do you want to do one wanted to write children's books and the other lady wanted to write um, novels and the the first le- the first one is in the process of getting it printed, and same with the second one. Nice. So the, the, these were people that same as what I felt. I can't do that. Yeah. And like we've talked about, you you have to, you know, we've had to, you have to battle through and, and and get through. But with life coaching, you meet people, and all you're really trying to do is just. Get that spark. Like, you know, you've just said that to me, if I wasn't nice, it would be to be a teacher so yeah. of some sort. It's, I think it's it's a good thing to pass on your experience. Well, I've said to someone just recently, and I've said this to a few people, is that throughout my life, I've had to graft my bollocks off for a little fucking nugget. Mm. And then when opportunities do come up and someone goes, yeah, I like what you're saying or what you're doing. Yeah, mm. I'll look you up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden I climb up a little bit and go, mm. well, you know, because I'm not used to people fucking helping, you know, yeah, I'm used yeah, to doing yeah. everything myself. Yeah. Did you come from a big family? No, me and my brother. Oh, yeah. I've got, my dad left when I was a baby right. and I've got plenty of halves and steps, but I never right. grew up with them, you know, it was just me, my dad, uh, me, my mum and my brother. Right. And like when you were saying at the start of this, or before we even started, um, about, us, everyone being the same on, on the estate sort of thing. Mm. Me and my mates, who also had no dads, although their dads, the two guys are not about their dads have both died. Right. But when we met someone who had a dad, we thought, oh, they were a bit fucking lucky, you know what I mean? That was a bit different to us. I, I can, it's really strange. I going around one of my best childhood friends, Graham, Graham Stack, and I went around his house and I had dinner with him, yeah? And I, I, I come away and I thought, they don't fucking scream and shout at each other. They're all really nice to each yeah. other. It's like, fuck it, that's weird. That's it's, it's, it's your, Cause that's it, your level of normal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because our house was like a fucking madhouse. Every, I mean, I, there is, a, I'll tell this story, and George will probably kill me for telling you, but we were arguing one day, and my dad was a builder, 
and he had tins of paint in the hallway. And my mum had just had a new carpet put in, not not the whole room, but like a rug thing. And uh, we were arguing, he chased me, and I was I've run into the front room. He's fucking he's picked up a tin of paint, uh, you know, about a, half a gallon, yeah. and he's lobbed it at me, half ducked, it's gone over me, it's hit the fucking deck, and it's opened all over the carpet. So we're like, oh fuck, what are we going to do now? He went, I know what to do, and uh, he's gone out and got the fucking Uber. So, <laughs> so not only did we ruin the carpet, we ruined the over as well. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't help. It didn't help. You took that books. Mm. You had a book yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I love the greatest love the greatest dinner. Yeah, basically, it, what I was trying to put across was my family. You know, I, I was in a I was in a dark place, and they stood by me even though I'd done something terribly, terribly wrong. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to write the book. Obviously, you have to write about other things as well, but to me, their love got me through a, a terrible situation. Yeah. So that was the idea of the book, to, to acknowledge and thank them for, for what they've done for that, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's sometimes, well, pretty much all of the time, when you speak to people in jail... It is that family network that sometimes is all that's needed. Yeah, yeah. And if they haven't got it, yeah. that is one well, fucking uphill struggle. Well, I was, I was away with people that had no one. Yeah. They were literally on their own. And I, one thing about my mum, the first Christmas I was there, she brought up a sack. And it was only little gifts. Yeah. It was like aftershave, not aftershave, deodorants yeah, and soaps yeah, yeah, yeah. and just little things. And everyone on that wall, she give them a present. Oh, nice. So, you know what I mean? And that's my mum. She'll do, do anything to help anyone. And hopefully that's what I've got from her, do you know what yeah. I mean? I'll, I'll try and help as many people as I can. You know, the past, it'll always be there. But you've got to strive. You've got to, you've got to try and be better than you were yesterday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, I was an arsehole when I was out drinking. I was an absolute arsehole. I've all been there. Yeah, and, but I look... I'm sort of a, a bit ashamed of my youth, if you like, because I, yeah, I was like, for, I, right? yeah, but I was, I was out of control. I was fighting. I was drinking. I was drugs, and um, and yet uh, that sort of put in the book is that I've been like that, and yet I was forgiven yeah. by my family because I caused them problems as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything you've got coming up? We just spoke so about six, out of our minds. The sixteenth out of our minds and then we're doing one in a place called Newbury near Oxford oh, yeah, that's Newbury. on that's on uh, the 7th to the 14th the uh, 16th and that's uh, what every night every it's open every day except for Sunday um, I can give you the times actually the times is that on September yeah yeah so Monday to Friday, eleven till five, and then Saturday, eleven till two. Oh, is that a different one to this? That's a different one, yeah. yeah. I'm using the same thing because I'm trying to build up a. Yeah. When people see it, ah, oh, I noticed that one. Um, yeah, that that's from the seventh to the sixteenth of October, and also we're trying to sort something out for December, uh, like a group show of of all the people that I've kind of. Um, met while doing the artwork nice and, and yeah they're a good bunch of people yeah, good. you know what I mean yeah I just mentioned about 
doing an art show. Yeah. And this was this you was talking no, about. No, she, she, she did. She, we did a show at a Spatio Gallery in the East End. Uh, Alison was a part of that, and I had uh, Alison, uh, Sally Ann Flanagan, Madeline Marsh, Laszlo, my brother Kevin. He's a good little artist yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, various other people. But in the art world, you're not going to be short of people who've got some relation to mental health, that's for sure. Mm. Well, like you mentioned Stephen Fry, yeah. he, he suffered badly. Everyone's, with yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about mental illness, it, 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 you know, it cuts across everything. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. Look at, look at some of these stars. I mean, just recently, Caroline Flack. Yeah. You know, what a lovely girl. And she was, she was kind of bullied into killing herself. It's fucking potty, isn't it? It's crazy. Why do we do it? Why do we? Why do the media, when they get a story, they go right for the jugular? Yeah, my, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, That's a different story. Yeah. Isn't it? Where can anyone find you on um, website or social media? Uh, social media. I do Facebook. Um, I, I'm a bit. I'm not very technical, so I find uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I need to get on Instagram, which is yeah. But my my website is Gerald O'Dowd www.geraldodowd.co.uk. Uh, and that one's okay. Yeah. Did you build that or someone built it for you? My my friend Judy's girlfriend. She um she helped me. No, no yeah. more without it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pain in the ass picking up all this, isn't it? I think what it is is when you when we were growing up, there was nothing like that. Some, I can't remember who I was talking to someone. And they said, "Look, you're going to get some people who like it and some people who don't." Yeah. Gerald, that's all my questions asked. Well, we're four o'clock, and I've got to take the <laughs> missus to the dialysis. Well, it was perfect timing then, weren't it? Cheers, mate. Thank you, mate. All the best. There we go. Gerald O'Dowd. Quite some story, right? But it just goes to underline the power of positive thinking combined with the practice of art. But it is lovely to hear that Gerald, who was in a damn dark place, is seeing his future get brighter and brighter every day. I'd like to thank Alison Lapper and Sally Nunn-Hammond for making this podcast possible by introducing me to Gerald. And I'm pretty sure I'll be working with both Gerald and Alison again in the future. I've got some great podcasts already recorded. And I don't know in which order they're going to come out. But I've got one artist is pretty new to the art world. There's another artist that is very new to the art world who lives over in Washington DC. And they have got quite an amazing story. There's another that has just finished their doctorate. And another was nominated for the Turner Prize, not once, but twice. And on top of that, the bonus episode that I spoke about in the intro of Background Bob. And come on, let's face it, is the artist we all want to hear about, isn't he, right? Anyway, that's all for this week. And on whatever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment. If you could do that, that would really help us to get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. So... Thanks for listening, and until next week, ta Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.